Great morning, everyone, and welcome to Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini of the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University class of 1985. And it is my great pleasure to be back with you today. The purpose of Thank God for Monday is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times, and motivate you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as to how to utilize the information we provide today and take full accountability for the decisions you make and the resulting outcomes. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God, for Monday is to introduce role models. Role models of people who take very bold steps in their work life. December is a very special month, as it is the Cancer Awareness Month of Choose Hope. And as such, we are honored today to have with us a most special guest. His name is Christopher Safi. Chris is a student at St. Francis College in Brooklyn, New York, who, as a cancer survivor, chooses hope every day. Great morning and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Chris. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Ah, um, the honor is all ours. Great we being talk here. today for hours, Chris. But yes, yes. we've only got about 30 minutes, so if it's okay with you, we're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool and really get to know who Chris is and what he's all about. From what city, Chris, are you speaking today? Uh, I am speaking from uh, New York City, just uh, 20 minutes away from St. Francis College. Oh, um, wonderful, wonderful. There's no place in a world like New York, that's for sure. And in particular, our beautiful borough of Brooklyn. Now, were yes. you born in New York City and in one of the five boroughs of uh, New York City? Yes, I was born in Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn. Ah, uh, uh, no place in the world like the beautiful borough of Brooklyn, that's indeed for sure. Now, yes. at some point, naturally, you are diagnosed with cancer. What type of cancer, Chris, did you have? Maybe you can share a little bit about that with us, please. So um, I was young when I first had cancer. Um, so I think the cancer I had was uh, neuroblastoma. Um, it's a big word. For people who don't know what neuroblastoma is, it, um, I don't, for me to specifically explain it, it a cancer that starts in like the kidney gland and then it can also go to the brain. So when this happened to me, I had stage four neuroblastoma where it started in the kid, like around the kidney area and then it eventually went up to the, to the brain. Um, so, you know, when it was first diagnosis, it was very hard to, for doctors to know what it was. Um, we were going from hospital to hospital, doctor to doctor. Um, when we finally got a news, my parents got news back that it was cancer. My, my dad right away, you know, was doing his research at the time, picked me up, 
and we uh, went to Sloan Kettering. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Sloan Kettering for them to save me that by that last minute, um, I'm I'm very thankful for that hospital for saving my life. They are an incredible hospital, maybe the best in the entire world, certainly yes. one of the best. And we are yes. so grateful for them because uh, due to Sloan Kettering, you are with us today. Uh, I thank God for Monday. Now, given these devastating health challenges, uh, were you able even to go to, to elementary school, Chris? Um, yes, I was. Um, I was going to elementary school. Um, now, I was pretty young at the time. And at the time, I was not understanding what I was going through. Um, none of the news were told to me. Um, I just kept seeing myself popping up in the hospital once in a while, so I, I was, you know, confused, didn't really know what was going on, but yes, I was going to school, uh, I would be absent a little bit here and there, but then I would go back, and I graduated <clears throat> all the way to fifth grade, and so yeah, so I did, I did go to elementary school, I did experience it all, but I did not, was not understanding at the time what was going on. Wow, this is something, so I'm trying to picture this. And it's really a challenging picture that here you are, a young boy of seven, eight, nine, or ten, and, and you're in elementary school there, and, and you really don't know what's going on. But uh, your courage even seems like it was exhibited then, uh, because as you say, you were able to uh, take yourself to school and to be present uh, for most of the school there. Now, was it at some point in time, if I perceive correctly, that you actually found out you had cancer. It almost sounds to me you didn't know or nobody seemed to know, but uh, share with us a little bit more about that, please. So, yeah, so there was like one day I was in elementary school and they were just talking about cancer and that cancer could, you know, in science class and that cancer could kill you and, you know, and everything. And, um, I was like, oh, wow, love had cancer, you know, it can't be, you die, you know. And I go home that day and tell my mom, you know, that, you know, to get cancer, you got no choice, you die, you know. And, and you know, it's like the, the way I was thinking back then, it was just like I was a clueless person. So I guess that really motivated for my mom and my family to say, you know, it's time to tell him. So, um, we go into the next doctor's appointment and, um, you know, I sit on the bed and they ask me a question and, you know, why are you really here and what you're doing, what you're going through. And I'm, I'm just, conf- I'm, I'm, for me, the way my reaction was before they said the news, I'm just a regular day, just seeing the doctor and I said, yeah, you know, I should have learned my lesson that, you know, you should put a helmet on when you're riding a bike and next time not to fall on your head. That was my answer. Oh, wow. So that's what you thought had happened, that you had a bicycle accident, uh, Chris? Yeah, I just fell off the bike and I should have listened to my parents about a helmet. So, you know, the news did not come out that way. They said, no, Chris, you actually had um stage four cancer, you know, you were very close, you know, very, it wasn't any type of cancer. Um, look, you had cancer, you, 
you went through camp, you look, you didn't die. You stayed strong through the whole time, and you stay, and you're even stronger today. Wow! And you know, <clears throat> from that day, I um, my the way the look at my you know the confidence about myself and the relationship between my parents kind of cut off a little bit. Like I got mad that they didn't tell me, they didn't explain to me how I was grown because during these time during middle school and the beginning of high school, um, it was very hard for me to accept what I was going through, what I went through. Sure. So, so like, I would keep telling my mom, like, she should have told me little by little, so when I, I can grow into my situation and understand what I am and who I am. I don't, and then I'm like, at this point, I said to myself, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what I went through. I don't even know what you gave me or what, what specific thing that in memory that you guys had difficulty with me. It was like a lot of roller coasters of emotion. Wow. So that was like one of the hardest times. I, I can imagine. Uh, the end of fifth grade, yeah. yeah. And to be such a young boy at that time, you say the fifth grade, and you've shared a little bit about how you responded to that news. And as you say, it must have been an emotional roller coaster here to think that the origin of your health challenges was that you had fallen off a bike and now to find out in the fifth grade that it was stage four cancer. Wow. Yeah. Were there any other responses to this news you wanted to share? Or I know you shared a few already, certainly, but uh, that must have been something. So, um, so like going to middle school was a very difficult time, um, especially me accepting who I was. Um, so I didn't understand at the time the way I am and why I was. And it took me a good amount of time that, they, you know, these certain things like med- like chemotherapy, radiation, um, like all the chemo stuff you gotta go through, um, that sure. these things can really affect, affect your body. And as I getting older, I, sitting down and reading and doing my own research. So anytime I have to do any type of treatment or any type of procedure, my questions are written down on paper and it's always like I'm always making sure that okay, these medications don't have side effects. If I take these medications, what are these side effects? What are the long term side effects? And for me to understand that what radiation have done to my body is like one of my biggest uh I don't know how to explain it. Maybe I would say phobia or, so I'm very scared of radiation. Anything that, you know, can, you know, even though I had too much of it. So, so for me to always be careful what I'm going to. That's certainly so natural. And you're such, such a role model. Here at Seton Hall University, the motto is hazard Z forward advance despite difficulties and Chris you are an incredible role model for us of hazard set forward now thank you the amazing thing to me is you're still able to move forward in school do I assume at some point you you go to high school and you go to high school in Brooklyn yes I did go to high school in Brooklyn um I went to Fort Hamilton High School um so so high school, 
was uh, a very new place for me. Um, so, you know, for me, for going into high school, for especially what I went through, like in middle school, I was again diagnosed with a tumor. I think it was died of a, a golf ball. Oh. Or it, it was a big tumor. Uh, it didn't let me sleep for a year and a half. It took some time to find the tumor. The only, the way they found the tumor was an accidental fall when I got hit in the head by accident and I accident and I fell and I lost consciousness. Ended up in the hospital the same night and they said, you know, without that accidental fall, you know, you, you this is a lucky accidental fall. Oh my goodness and, gracious. That is really then, something. So you take a fall, you have an accident, and then you go into the hospital and then they discover this tumor there. Yeah, wow. a big tumor, and that's what has been affecting me, not sleeping at night and having a lot of headaches. So, um, you know, doctors were scared, obviously, because, you know, how, you don't let a tumor that big sit in your head. Sure. Um, so, so, yeah, so after that, when I entered into high school, I got to, you know, be, this is the time where, again, I was focusing on protecting my head and not anyone pushing me or hitting me or, yeah. you know, so could that was the time when we were, you know, the, now this is the time when tumors are coming back and, the, and we're taking them out. We're coming back and taking them out. So uh, they removed that tumor back in seventh grade and a small piece ended up coming back oh. by the time when I graduated eighth grade. So so we were always modeling that same tumor to my seventh to to my high school. So high school was, you know, uh you know, I I don't know how to say it, but high school was a different different com- completely different point of view in my life. I mean it was nothing like middle school. So, you know, I would all take care of myself, doing my homework. Again, following up with doctors, those absences here and there. And, you know, the whole high school career, I was just like, you know, soft freshman year, sophomore year, I was just depressed, to be honest, to, and had anxiety and think, what's going to happen next? Um, how big is this tumor going to be? Is it going to damage my hearing, my eyesight, my ability to walk? Um, so we kept monitoring the tumors freshman year, then sophomore year, and then junior year comes in, and I'm I felt like I got in a bit more mature, and I said to myself, instead of me complaining and being depressed about my situation, why don't I get up, use what I went through, and help these students, help these students, help the children help people that are going through cancer to tell them that, you know, they're not by themselves and for me to relate to other people that went through cancer so we can all feel feel and have a comfortable community together. Wow. And we're going to talk in a little bit about some of the great work you're doing now uh, with those who are stricken uh, with cancer and, uh, and other ailments, certainly. Listeners, for anyone who's just tuned in, welcome to Thank God for Monday. We're the weekly talk show here on WSOU, 
89.5 FM, locally streamed around the world at www.wsou.net. I'm Brother Greg from the class of 85. We've got a very, very special guest today because December is the Cancer Awareness Month of Choose Hope. And as such, we have with us Christopher Safi. He's a student at St. Francis College in Brooklyn, New York. He is a cancer survivor who chooses hope every day. And just sharing with us during the first half of our show his incredible, uh, incredible story. So you go to Fort Hamilton High School, which is an excellent high school. Uh, you graduate. And then you really have a choice at that time, I would think, either to maybe go work somewhere or to further your education. Share with us, Chris, about your decision-making process. There. So, yes, yeah, so I um, so I decided back in junior year high school to start this toll drive. And so I said, you know, let me go around the community at, you know, Fort Hampton High School. Um, local councilman and my church, our lady of Lebanon, to see if they would like to help collect tolls for children for strong catering. Wow. And they said, and they said, yeah. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, so from there I took it and then I thought going to other people, start talking about them with my story. And we did the first toll drive of, of my junior year in high school. So wow. comes in senior year and um senior year I actually come back from vacation and the doctor tell me it's time to remove two tumors and one surgery. So I'm like, Wow, so I'm gonna lose my senior year, am I? Uh. So I did the surgery, I did the surgery, and then after the surgery, I did do the total drive. I did do it, and I collected 2,500 toys. Oh, my good! Did you say 2,500, Chris? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That, that was the second drive. So when I got out of surgery, got back into working on the total drive, and then after I... uh you know, to still recovering, and then I was lucky enough to go on the senior trip with my friend, and then we were very lucky. We went on the senior trip, we come back, and then the lockdown happened for COVID. Oh, no. So I was homeschooled while my recovery, went to school for two weeks, then went on senior trip, came home, and then COVID came in, and then they said they had to shut down, and then the whole rest of the year, everything, you know. Wow. Okay. Did you end up then graduating from Fort Hamilton? Was it uh, June of 2020? Would that make that then? Yes, I I ended up graduating. Um, I ended up applying to St. Francis College. Uh, One of the best decisions I ever made. an amazing college, amazing campus, and I'm a sophomore, one more, and I'll be a junior next year. Wow. So, so for me in high, you know, for me to decide I was going to college and like, what should I do with my life? Um, um, there's something that I always think of it of like, do something you love. 
And I always love, you know, since starting from junior year of doing this toy drive for Long Kettering, as I see that every year I was doing it, I was getting more more support. And I'm like, you know, let me pursue my degree in helping people and um, spending time and collecting money for for cancer research, uh, collecting toys for children uh, around difficult times of the year, especially when, you know, Christmas, Easter, um, you know, all these holidays. You know, people want to be happy around these times. And it's not always that way for other people, especially them going through, you know, worst connect, worst case scenarios. Sure. Um, and I sense you can really relate to these people having suffered yourself and gone through surgeries and challenges with your health uh, at, at such a young age, certainly. Now, have you declared a major yet at St. Francis College or are you still... Uh, looking for potentially where your course of major study may be? So, yes, I have decided to go with uh, business management. Um, so I'm still looking into business management. I'm doing a degree of business management, maybe maybe project management or uh, could help me with my degree and my nonprofit work or maybe um, it's still looking at, but I'm gonna stick with maybe project management or business management. That would help me, you know, to manage the nonprofit in the right direction. Chris, this is so interesting because I've shared with some of the listeners previously. I had a 30-year career in big pharmaceuticals before becoming a Franciscan brother of Brooklyn, and oh, wow. when I was your age, I was at night school at Seton Hall studying accounting. And when I left Big Pharmaceuticals and came to the brothers, I said, I'm never going to use my accounting or business skills again, because naturally as an accounting major, we took a lot of business courses. Well, that was the furthest from the truth. Almost every day between here at St. Francis College or at our congregation, I'm utilizing business skills, accounting skills, finance skills, so kudos to you for what you're studying, because as you say, uh, business, finance, project management, in a nonprofit world, all of these skills are very, very important. So uh, that is terrific. Now, you mentioned about Sloan Kettering. Uh, are you again doing a toy drive since the holidays are about uh, three weeks away? Yes, I I am. Uh... This year, I have been working really hard to connect over 30 lo- locations and 30 businesses to work together. Um, we are collecting. Our goal is to collect over 5,000 toys. I know. Oh, 5,000? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> yeah. is just beautiful. So, well, our loyal listeners here, they have Franciscan hearts, certainly. So I'm sure they are wondering right now, for if any of them want to donate a toy, should they wrap it? Should they leave it unwrapped? And, and where should they send it? Provide a little information for us, please, Chris. Yes. So if you would like to donate a toy, um, you can donate for ages from newborn to age 21. Wow. Um, 
It could be boys or girls, um, yeah, any age. Toys have to be brand new and not wrapped. And also no, nothing cloth, like no teddy bear, no clothes. Just, you know, hard toys, you know, don't want to spread around germs easily. Sure. And, and toys that are made out of plastic are way easier to clean than throwing it in the washer or drying it out. So, so I have an Instagram page if you guys would like to follow the journey. And if you have any other questions about how you can donate, you can always DM me on Instagram. Uh, let me just pull it up. You can DM me on stay underscore golden underscore O-R-G. Day Golden Organization, and I'll be posting more pictures and videos in the next few days. And if you like to drop off one of the toys, you can drop them. You can drop it off at Our Lady of Lebanon Cathedral in downtown Brooklyn, and on Wenjim Street. It is uh, a block away from Saint Francis College. Um, the box will be located at the Near the altar to the right, right under a big cross. And, um, if you'd like to donate. And if you have any other questions, if you want to make your donation, any way I can make your donation more convenient, you can DM me on Instagram and I'll be answering you as soon as possible. That is so terrific. And listeners, for anyone who's never been to Our Lady of Lebanon, as Chris said, very close to St. Francis College, very close to our worldwide headquarters on Remsen Street, what a magnificent place of worship. So it is well worth it for you, whether you're coming from New Jersey or one of the five boroughs, take a ride into Brooklyn Heights, visit Our Lady of Lebanon. It is just magnificent, and it will be more magnificent. Uh, this time of the year. Chris, is there a certain time in December by which you'd like to receive the unwrapped toy so that you're able to uh, bring smiles to people uh, for Christmas? Yes. So the last day of the toy drive would be December 17th. Okay. So you would have like a week or two weeks now from now. Um, so yes, December 17th will be the last day of collection. Um, and if somehow you do a last-minute collection, you can still bring it in. I still take it. Right. Then I would have to deliver it next on the next time. But, yeah, so December 17th will be the last day. Um, I'll be very busy at this time, and hopefully we get a lot of toys. Um, yes, December 17th will be the last day. And that's a goal of 5,000. That's really a very, very aggressive goal, but... Having known you at St. Francis College and from what all you've shared this morning, I have no doubt, Chris, uh, you're going to do a fabulous job uh, reaching that 5,000 uh, and beyond. Because as I say, you are an incredible role model of hazards at forward uh, advance despite difficulty. And in this month of December, uh, this month, this cancer awareness month of Choose Hope, uh, you are a role model of choosing hope. Uh, for us all, uh, no doubt about that. One last question, if I may, Chris, because uh, we're almost out of time. As a result of this courageous battle with cancer, has your view on life changed 
Is there one tidbit you'd like to leave the listeners with is how your life has really changed as a result of these uh, heartache and challenges? So as I've been going through this almost through my whole life from day one, I would, would like to say that um, life is very difficult and it could be in many different ways. It could be medical, it could be financial, it could be family, it could be health. Um, at the end of the day, I always say to myself that I am thankful to be alive today. Um, I am thankful that I'm able to walk, breathe, talk. Um, just I am thankful for the smallest thing that ever happened to me. Um, you know, I could have never had a chance and it could be here today, you know. Today, today wouldn't have been an episode if I didn't fight throughout my whole life. So, I appreciate every single day that I wake up and, and for me, also that toy drive, every time I do it, it just makes me smile, um, and it makes me so happy that I can connect other patients and just talk about things that other people might just not understand and the only time you find someone that understands is someone who you sit next to that went to a similar situation with you so my final words for today would be just take life day by day thank God for keeping us alive and and just, you know, stay safe. Just love, you know, whoever you love. Just stay close to them because you never, you just never know what happens the next day. Like I could wake up the next day and be in the hospital because, you know, just it could come back. And, you know, you just, you just never know <clears throat> what happens the next day. So this is why I just appreciate life that I am here today I'm able to do what I love to do and just keep it humble nothing more than than that oh what incredible advice for all of us uh, Chris for a young man you are so mature well well beyond your years the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of the world beyond Christopher Zafi Student at St. Francis College, cancer survivor, chooses hope every day and inspires the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you for gracing the airwaves of Thank God for Monday and WSOU today. We have been incredibly inspired. Congratulations on all the wonderful work you're doing. All the best of luck with this great toy drive. Or Sloan Kettering and listeners, I encourage you, please, if at all possible, participate in this. But we wish you all the best through the month of December. And a happy and most importantly, healthy uh, 2022, where you keep taking on the world and really doing so much good in a very Franciscan way, sharing all the wonderful good inside of you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate being here today, too. Listeners, sadly, guess what? Once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Chris does, you'll say, thank God for Monday.